Well, hello, church. Welcome. Um, I'm Dan, uh, the youth pastor here at Greyfriars, and it is my privilege to be sharing with you from God's word today. Just before we start, a massive shout out to any young people who are watching this and joining in with church online today. Uh, just make yourself known in the chat. Say hi so that we know that you're there. This week, uh, we're continuing our series um, on transformed lives. Over Easter, we looked at what it means for Jesus to come back from the dead for that resurrection power to fill his body, to fill his life and conquer the grave. And we're going to continue looking at that, uh, but what that means for us and how it brings transformation for our lives in this day. Last week, we looked at how our character is changed, how God's spirit comes in. And as we are rooted in Christ, God transforms our character to become more like Jesus And so we start to bear the fruit of the Holy Spirit. And this week we're looking, as you would have heard in our reading, we're looking at the gifts of the Spirit. So we're looking at what God equips us with and empowers us with to do his work on the earth. If last week was about how we become like Jesus, then this week is how we do the stuff that Jesus did. And uh, we don't have time to go through all of the gifts Um, One by one, you would notice there's quite a long list in this chapter um, and there's a few other uh, pieces of the Bible that also list some gifts um, and you end up with a big list. And so this list here is not exhaustive. Um, There's plenty more gifts that God has given to his church and to you and to me. Um, And today we're just going to kind of look at them as an overview of what it means to do God's work at using the gifts that he has given us as individuals. One thing that strikes me as I read through this passage that we read in 1 Corinthians 12 is that the church there is alive. It might be a little bit messy, but it is alive with these with these gifts that they have, the prophecy, the healings, the teaching, the wisdom, the faith, all of those things. It screams out to me that this is a church that is alive. Yes, they make mistakes, but that's okay because the church is alive. It is active, it is colourful and the spirit uh, breathes life into us as people. And as I work with young people, I hear a lot of voices that say that church is boring. Um, And when I look at this picture of what church should be like, um, I I see a massive disparity. Why do we think that church is boring? Um, Or lots of people do seem to think that in the world. Um, And then you've got this picture of church as being an exciting, living, active place to be. And the missing link is the spirit. I believe that as we explore what the spirit does in our lives, and as we become more open and welcome to him, church will be less of a perceived boring place and more of an exciting, living, active place in our community. And so as we look through this passage and as we explore the gifts of the spirit, we're going to do it in three sections. Um, The first one is we're going to look at how everyone receives the spirit. The second one is how everyone belongs in the church and with the spirit. Um, And the third one is how everyone benefits from these gifts of the spirit. Um, So we're going to start with how everyone receives. Everyone receives the spirit of God. And with that, everyone receives the gifts of the spirit. One of the things that always astounds me as I read through the Bible is that God wants to partner and join with his people. 
since the very first page of the Bible, as you think about Adam and Eve, God wanted to partner with people. Um, you think about Adam, he had the opportunity to name all of the animals. And then you think about Adam and Eve. Um, together, they were told to rule over the fish of the sea and the birds of the sky um, and the la- everything that lives on the land. That was God's job. And he was saying, come and join in with me. Come and do the things that I do with me. I want to partner with you. And so he invited them into that. And then there's Moses. Uh, God obviously partnered with him and joined with him as they started bringing the Israelites out of Egypt, out of slavery. Moses got to partner with God in that. And then Joshua got to lead the people alongside God into the promised land. And then comes Jesus in the New Testament. And we see him just say, follow me, join the path that I am on. Come and do life with me. Walk each day with me. There's this invitation from God to walk with him, to do things with him, to partner with him. And the chief way that God does that in our time is through the filling of the Holy Spirit. We get to join in with what God is doing by being filled with God himself. We're not just asked to follow, we're told to be filled with God. Verse three in our passage uh, makes this really clear link between um, declaring Jesus as Lord and being filled with the Spirit. For some people watching this, you might have only joined us recently. Uh, you might have just joined in with our streams online and, and wonder what this is kind of all about. What do these people believe? Well, here we're encouraged that as soon as we can say, not just with our mouths, but with our whole being, with our hearts, with our spirits, with our souls, with our minds and with our mouth. As soon as we can declare that Jesus is Lord, we are filled with the Holy Spirit. It's like we accept this invitation from God to join with him in what he is doing in this world. And you see, when we receive the gift of the Holy Spirit, it's not like most gifts. Imagine someone um, gave me this gift. I would be delighted that I've just received a gift from them. And this is like the gift of the Holy Spirit. But then the great thing about the gift that God gives us is that as we open this gift, we start to realise that actually within that gift, there are more gifts. And we're like, there's another gift in my gift. And then there's another gift. And there's another gift. You might not throw them around like I do, but there's gifts within gifts. And that's what the Holy Spirit is. The Holy Spirit is the greatest gift that we can receive. But then within that gift, there are more gifts of prophecy, of faith, of all of these things that are listed. God is so generous to us. He gives us, a, he gives us gifts within a gift and we get to receive those because God is so generous. And so everyone, anyone who declares that Jesus is Lord with their whole lives gets that opportunity to join with God, to receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. And then also with that, to receive the gifts that come with the Spirit, to receive those spiritual gifts that we've been thinking about. The second thing that I uh, that come, kind of comes to mind is that everyone belongs. As I read through this passage, I realise that everyone belongs. The Holy Spirit does this amazing work of filling us, but then we are equipped 
with different gifts. And then they, these are intertwined with our personalities to help us to do the work that God has called us to do. One phrase that caught my attention as I was reading for uh, around this passage was that unity doesn't mean uniformity. I'll say it again. Unity doesn't mean uniformity. Kids go to school in uniform and everyone more or less looks the same. And that is so different from what church should be like. We can be united together. We can have unity and yet be radically different from one another. It says here that all of these gifts come from the same spirit. We're united because we all follow the same God. We all declare Jesus as Lord and we are all filled with the same spirit. But that doesn't mean that we need to be the same as each other. We should celebrate our differences in race and ethnicity, um, in beliefs in a way and, and in kind of the way that we live our lives, our personality, our interests. Our giftings, they'll all be different. Each one of us belongs to the church and adds a, a unique colour to the spectrum of what it means to be part of church. The same spirit gives us gifts just as he decides. You belong to the spirit, to the, the church of God, because you are filled with the spirit. No one is cast aside. We're all filled with the same spirit and that is what unites us. You might have different gifts to me, I sure hope you do. That's a great thing. We should rejoice in this and not let it cause division as it did with the Corinthians. Um, many of you would have seen recently, uh, if you're watching last week, the, the blessing video, the, the song, the blessing, where churches came together to sing um, this blessing from Numbers chapter six. It's been all around social media this week. It was put at the end of our service last week. And more than 65 churches or denominations or movements were represented as they sung, each with their own unique sound, their own distinct expression of faith. And they were joined together in this one song and it created something even more beautiful. And as I'm recording this, um, the video has more than 1.6 million views in just a few days, with many people from Greyfriars and beyond just declaring that actually it took them to tears. And this shouldn't surprise us, because this is a picture of how the church should be, how it's portrayed here in 1 Corinthians 12. They are different, they are diverse, and yet united together. Jesus said this, by this, everyone will know that you are my disciples, if you love one another. And later, Jesus went on to pray for us that we would be brought to complete unity, that the world would then know that Jesus was sent by the Father and was loved by him. As we live in unity with one another, united by the Spirit, the world sees the love of God through us. We're different from one another. Sometimes it can be hard to agree on everything, but we are still called to unity. And it's through that unity that we will witness to this world. It's no wonder that if you skip ahead to chapter 13 of 1 Corinthians, uh, you get the famous chapter about love, because love holds all of this together. 
he goes on to say that all of the gifts, he lists a few of them, he says they're all worthless unless they are done in love. Love is so key to all of this. In order to function properly, we need to love one another. In this passage, Paul also introduces the idea of the body, this kind of image of the church being the body of Christ. Most of us have heard this before and we understand it, but it's good to be reminded. The body um, is all connected. Every part is connected to the other parts and every part is valuable and it plays its part in the functioning of the body. And in the same way, we need every part of our body as the body of Christ, as church, to be working together, um, all these different gifts working together um, in order for the church to function properly. Now, the church in Corinth had a few issues, as I mentioned earlier, uh, because they saw some gifts as more important than others. This meant that some people went around parading their gifts or showing off and trying to show how important or how great they were um, because they could do this or do that. Um, whilst others were left feeling like second class Christians because they couldn't speak in tongues or they couldn't uh, prophesy or whatever it was. And sometimes it maybe to a lesser extent, but sometimes we can do that just in our attitudes, I think. Um, we can sometimes slip into that attitude. Sometimes the the public gifts, the, the things that are done at the front uh, are sometimes elevated a little bit higher than some of that background stuff. Um, and that that's really dangerous if we get into that attitude and that mindset as church, because that's not how the body of Christ should be. We shouldn't be making other parts of the body feel worse or less than some parts, um, because all are needed to work together uh, to make this body, this church function correctly. We don't want to be uh, like one of those bodybuilders who just does arms and shoulders and walks around. I'm probably not the best person to explain this, um, but just walks around and then just topples over every now and then um, because they're so like top heavy. We don't want to be a church that's like that. We want to be well rounded um, and, and just like uh, all, all grown in the right place. Everyone is involved. Everyone gets to play their part. And so when it comes to church, when it comes to spiritual gifts, everyone belongs. And finally, um, we're going to look at how everyone benefits. Who are these gifts for? What is their purpose? Paul tells us in verse seven that each spiritual gift is given for the common good. Or as the version uh, in our reading earlier put it, so that we can help each other. Uh, Mel, my wife, had her birthday last weekend. It's weird to have a birthday in lockdown. Um, but she had her birthday last weekend and I got her a few gifts, as you might expect. Um, and when I gave them to her, they were all hers. I gave them to her and she could keep them, she could use them, she could do whatever she wanted with them. They were her gifts. Uh, we get some mutual benefit um, from the game that I got her, especially when I uh, win. Um, but the gifts that I got her, they are all hers. They belong to her. And this is different from the spiritual gifts that we receive because we're given them so that we can pass them on to others. They are there for the common good, for the, for the help of other people. We have them, but we can't just put them into storage and bury them um, and pretend that they aren't there because that's not the reason they were given. It reminds me of the parable of the talents that Jesus told, where God is pleased 
with the gifts that he's given away um, when they are used and multiplied and and bear fruit. But the guy who buries his gift out of fear, God is cross with that. He's disappointed. It doesn't lead to anything. And so I just want to encourage you to use your gifts, uh, not to bury them out of fear, but to say, actually, the church needs um, and the world, our communities need us to use our gifts that God has given us, not to bury them out of fear. Don't live in fear. God has given you gifts to use. Um, Let's return to that image of the body that Paul um, gave us, the body of Christ. Not only is it about unity and working together, but it's about our calling and our purpose here on this earth. And I think it's important, especially at the moment, as we think about lockdown um, and our current pandemic. When Jesus was here on earth, he had a physical body. He took on flesh and blood and would move around, bringing the kingdom of heaven. Jesus is no longer here on earth in the flesh, but instead we are the body of Christ. We are Jesus's body on earth, doing the things that Jesus did. Jesus uses us to accomplish his will on earth. We are to do the things that Jesus did. We are to be the presence of Jesus wherever we go, even if that's just at home. He equips us with different gifts through the Holy Spirit to be able to do that. Remember, the fruit of the Spirit make us like Jesus. The gifts of the Spirit um, help us to do the things that Jesus does. And so together, we are the body of Christ. We are the ones, through the empowering of the Holy Spirit, that bring healing and life to the world around us. So for the rest of this time, I'd love, I'd love to make it really practical for us to consider what our gifts are. And so as I'm talking, um, just consider what your gifts might be, how you might use them, especially uh, during this time of lockdown and whatever the next few weeks and months might hold. For some of you, I'm really aware that lockdown uh, might be really frustrating in terms of being able to use your gifts because you aren't being able to express yourselves in the way that you normally can. You aren't able to serve in the way that you normally do. Um, maybe you play an instrument at church and you and that's just one way that you express a gift that God has given you. Um, but you know that at the moment you don't have access to the tech or the know-how or how to actually make that work so you can join in with the worship team. And that can be really frustrating. Maybe you're someone who loves people, who loves just spending time with people. Um, and, and like that pastoral ministry is something that God has really gifted you in. But without physically being able to sit with someone, it's not the same, is it? You can't just read their body language in the same way. You can't support them in the same way that you might have been able to. And that can be frustrating. Maybe your gift is hospitality and you love to open your home to those um, who are needy or those around you in your community. And you love to cook them a meal and just spend time with them, making sure that they know that they are loved, welcomed and accepted. And it can be frustrating because we can't do that. Um, but my encouragement to you, if you're feeling frustrated about not being able to use your gifts, is twofold. Firstly, a time will come um, where you can use those gifts again in, the, in their full expression. And part of getting back to whatever normal looks like after this will be you being able to use that. And you will play a huge role in bringing the church back um, and the communities back to what we, what we long for, 
which is that intimate connection with one another. And also my encouragement is, um, why not use this time to explore different gifts that God has given you? To ask for new gifts, to think more creatively about how you can use what God has given you. The current, some of the passions that he's put on your heart, what can you use um, for his kingdom? What can you do during this time to bless the people around you? And if you're particularly vulnerable at this time, it might be because of health situation or um, because of a family situation or something, you can't get out and do those things that you want to do. Um, you can still focus on what you can do. You can still encourage people. The gift of encouragement um, is amazing to encourage people with some messages, uh, some emails or whatever it is. Make some phone calls to those living alone um, who might just need someone to talk to. Think about how we can build community in other ways. Don't focus on what you can't do, but use that as a vehicle to um, explore fresh ways of expressing the gifts that God has given you. Um, and for some of you, it's, lockdown has opened up very obvious opportunities um, to use your gifts in different ways that maybe it hasn't been before. There are some very gifted video editors who have stepped up in recent weeks um, and are using their gifts to make talks like this a tolerable length. Others are able to support grieving and hurt families in ways like never before. And can I encourage you not to kind of over-spiritualise um, things too much? I'm really inspired by a guy called Bezalel, um, who is found in Exodus chapter 31. Let me read to you what God says about Bezalel. It says, The Lord said to Moses, See, I have chosen Bezalel, son of Uri, the son of Hur, um, of the tribe of Judah, and I have filled him with the Spirit of God, with wisdom, with understanding, with knowledge, and all kinds of skills to make artistic designs for work in gold, silver and bronze, to cut and set stones, to work in wood and to engage in all kinds of craft. Bezalel was filled with the spirit of God so that he could use his hands and his brain to make stuff. It wasn't overly spiritual. He just made an awesome table and a great lampstand. He did some great things when he was building the tabernacle, but it was all very practical. But he could do it because he was filled with the spirit of God. Are there any gifts in your life that you've never thought? Maybe God gave me this gift. Maybe he gave me this gift for a reason to bless others for the common good to help other people. And at this time, um, the town is literally asking for us to help. Last week, we heard from Serdic asking for volunteers to help out there. And Reading Voluntary Action are actively asking churches to step forward to get involved with serving in the community because they see church as a group of people who want to step up and make a difference. My hope and my prayer is that we don't let them down. Check out the Love Your Neighbour part of the Greyfriars website for more ideas on how to get involved, to find out about getting involved in different projects that are going on, um, or look out for projects in your local community. Whatever gifts God has given you, we are to use them for the common good, to help others and to build the kingdom of heaven here on earth. We are to be the body of Christ on earth. Everyone who declares that Jesus is Lord with their whole being receives the Holy Spirit. And with that, they receive the gifts of the Holy Spirit to do the work of Jesus. 
everyone who has that spirit within them belongs in the church. We're all different, but the spirit unites us and brings us together. And everyone benefits because the gifts are there for the common good.